We are New Song, a Foursquare church in beautiful Colorado Springs. We love Jesus. We love each other. We are family. If you have any questions or prayer requests, you can always visit us simply by going to newsongcs.com. Thanks for joining us as Pastor Stephen Hibden shares an encouraging word of God's love. Lord, we pray you for this few minutes that we have left together. And Lord, I thank you that um, the word of God is living and active and that it can do things that people can't do. And I ask your Holy Spirit to move on us today. I know that you have spoken over us that um, you want to give us fruitfulness in our spiritual lives and our spiritual in our physical lives, in relationally and mentally and um, in other areas, Lord, you have a desire to bless us. You have a desire to do great things through us. And I pray that we would not rest on what you have done in our lives. Well, God, look at what he's done in my life in the past. I pray your Holy Spirit would speak to us and that it would take us into, we think we're in th- fourth gear, but maybe we're just in second and you want to put us into third gear because I know that it, you are not finished with this place. I know that we are not supposed to just be glad with what we have, that where we are even literally in this, this building is not our destination. This is just a detour to where you want to take us. Did you hear that, my friends? I know I've been praying, but I'm talking now. This is not our destination, physically, spiritually, literally, it is not where you are in your life. Look at, look up for a minute. Where you are in your life right now is not your destination. It may be a great place. You may be at a spiritual Disney world, but you are not, God is not finished. God is not finished with you. Amen, my sister. Amen. God is not finished. He has much better things to do. And may I quote a very encouraging person, Joel Osteen, the best is yet to come in your life. Amen. Amen. All right. So today um, I've, we've talked about bread many times and today I'm not going to talk about necessarily uh, bread in, in, in this story right now, but I want to talk about the bread of life and what he has done in my life. I know you've heard um, our story of Jaden and um, how he came into our lives. The other part of that story was the financial part for us, it was $20,000 that we had to come up with, which Cynthia and I hardly came up with any of it ourselves because God provided in a matter of a couple of months. It was amazing. I've heard it in stories of others, and I've had th- things God's provided, but this was bigger than anything I've ever experienced, and it was awesome. I was just like blown away by God. But you got to know that the context of where God provided that money for us comes from a life of experiencing how did that happen in my life over and over we've asked that to the lord i remember as a kid uh, growing up um i mowed the the lawn at the past at the pastor's church my pastor happened to be my dad i didn't have a choice but after a while i got paid ten dollars it was the biggest ripoff in all of saint charles missouri i got paid ten dollars to mow the lawn the it was like this. It was horrible. But I, I took that $10, and I learned that I was supposed to give. Uh, I was supposed to take my $10, and I was supposed to pray, God, bless this $10. And then I was supposed to break it and give $1 to God. That was my tenth. That was my tithe. That's what God asks of us, right? And I would give that $1, and then guess what would happen next? 
I would be nine I would be one dollar less than I had before, and it would I would be nine one dollar broker. No, the truth was when I would give my one dollar, I had nine dollars left. But what would happen is that God would bless and God would give me more, give me more, right? And that was easy as a kid, but as I got older and it was $1,000 that I have to give 10% of my, of that, that's $100. I can't do that. That's going to be hard, but I know that God will. And as I did it, I would see God, and many of you have seen this too, you have seen God give you more, right? And now as, as, as I have $1 million every week, no, I'm just kidding. As I have more money, right? I'll go through this conversation with Cynthia. Well, no, not literally. I maybe used to, but in my mind, I go through this. Well, if I give, if I give at the beginning of the month, my 10th, what if I don't have money for the electric bill and then Noah's graduated and we got a senior pictures and we got this and we got that. But always what happens, the question I ask at the end of the month, and often I will actually, actually ask Cynthia, how did that happen? Meaning, how did we have enough money for all the things. And still, you look at our checking account, and we're blessed. We're still blessed. How did that happen? Because God likes to not only take, bless, break, but he gives back. And little did I know that I would ask that question, how did I, that happen all through my life? And I want to tell you today, I want to remind you at the end of this series, you will have moments as you give your lives, your time, your relationships, your physical body to God, that you will say, oh, my gosh, how did that happen? How did fruit happen? That's what he does. I'll tell you one reason Jesus does this is because he's the way. <laughs> he is the truth. He is the life. Another place in John, it says in John um, 6, 35, it says, Jesus said to them, his friends didn't get this, but he said to them, friends, I am literally, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger. Whoever believes in me shall never thirst because God, because God, because Father, your Father, if you've asked Jesus into your life, if you start following him, you have a father better than your father on earth. He's a heavenly father, and he's a giver. He likes to give to us. He may take certain things in our life that we don't need, that we think we need. He may take them. He may discipline us. But you know what? He never does bad things. He's a giver. He doesn't do the bad things. And when they happen to you, you don't blame it on him. Know that your heavenly father likes to give good gifts to his children. If you hear nothing else today, hear that. The thing is, though, breaking, because life happens and life breaks us. Things will happen and we will break. Giving and breaking are two different things. It doesn't make sense that you give your... Um, my $10 that break it into and give $1 to God that he gives, but he does. When you give to God your life, he breaks you, but then he gives because he's opposite. He's opposite. Jesus does things differently. He turns around uh, literal economy, but the economy of life, and he says, to, give, to gain your life, you have to lose it, right? To be a good Christian, you have to serve in kids' ministries. No. To... 
to um, be first, you have to be last. God finds a way. Here's the thing. God finds a way to cause blessing to happen through people like you. And it doesn't make sense because you know what? Whether you would, you would, you would I, I can say this to Arnie. If you're a broken person, yes, you're a broken person. How did that happen? That blessing came out of Arnie. Arnie's broken. How did that happen? Life with God asked that question a lot. How did that happen? I don't know. That's, isn't that Stephen? Isn't that Jim and Linda's son? Isn't that Cynthia? Isn't that Kathy Spinelli's daughter? How did they do what the, now I'm not talking just, um, God's used us, right? How does that happen? Because God's economy is different than ours. He takes broken people and he uses them, amen? Let me illustrate and close with one instance of how did that happen in Jesus' life. If you look in your Bibles or you can look on the screen, it's in Matthew chapter 14. It's a very well-known story. Jesus was out preaching to people and they were hungry and his friends said, send him away because we're hungry too. We want to go eat, right? If you were talking to youth, you'd say, we want to go to Taco Bell. Can you send these people away? And Jesus says, no. He says, they do not need to go away, verse 16. You give them something to eat. Jesus says the same to us. Peter, you give, do you know who I am? I can't give them something to eat. I don't, I don't have it in me. Verse 17, and they said, Jesus, um, okay, we have five loaves, we have two fish, we have a million people. And Jesus said this, hey, I'm going to make a how did that happen right now. Bring it to me. Bring it to me. He commanded the multitudes. Okay, sit down, sit down, sit down. Everybody sit in groups. I got a plan. And he took the five loaves and the two fish. And looking up to heaven, he took and he blessed and he broke. And then guess what happened next? He gave those two fish, five loaves to the multitudes they ate, they were filled, and then they took up 12 more extra afterwards, which tells me when you allow God to take you, and I'm not saying, oh, some of you here, well, I did that when I was nine. Yes, but it is a process. It is probably a present tense take. You need to allow God to take you every day. Let him take you and see what he does through you. Amen. Jesus' friends, the crowds, the little boy, were all, all like this. Uh, this is, how did that happen? I don't, I don't get what just happened. This is the reason that I am a believer today. I'm going to ask you, Pastor Jim, would you come up on the, on the keys? And, and I was going to say tickle the keys, but I don't, I don't like that, that for, for church. If you were at a jazz, jazz um, club, you could tickle the keys. But here, um, let the Holy Spirit lead your fingers as we. Because... In the Old Testament, the king would get up and he would have someone play because it would make it sound better what he had to say. And that's kind of probably where this came from. You play in church. But it kind of, there's something about worship that will prepare your hearts and it will just kind of make you sensitive.
more sensitive. And it doesn't it feel better <laughs> when music's playing. And I want to say this to you. Jesus' friends, the little boy, all asked, how did that happen? And the truth is, the truth is this. When you start serving Jesus, when you start following Jesus, and many of you would have this testimony, it doesn't make sense, but something happens. It's an invisible interaction. It's exciting. It's abundant with God where you have an invisible interaction where heaven and earth kind of just come together, and you have a power in yourself through the power of Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit that you didn't have before. And things will happen through your life. Things will happen relationally. Things will happen emotionally. Things will happen physically, physically, heaven and earth. When they collide, things happen in the physical realm too. It's not just, oh, I wish I could see it in real life. Things happen when we let God take us and bless us, he blesses what he's got, the two loaves, the two fish, the five loaves. It may start out as just a little bit. You say, hey, you don't know, you don't know who I am or you don't know who I am now. These days, I'm like two fish. I'm like five loaves. I'm not like... Um, a bakery of bread. I can't do a lot for a lot of people. I know there's a lot of hurting people. I can't even change my own family. I'm two fish. That's all I am. And God says, uh, uh, could, could you bring that to me, little little guy? Come on up here. Come on up here. Bring that little, come on up here. Hi, little guy. How are you doing? And he's like, I bet you that little boy probably, probably didn't even know what was going to happen. He wasn't like, what are you doing? You can't do this. This will never happen. He didn't know what Jesus was going to do. He's thinking, oh, he's going to take this and feed everyone. Maybe that's what that little kid thought. That's what we need to realize. We need to be children and say, take it, take it. I have two fish. That's all I am. You see, you see how screwed up my life is. Or you say, you see how unfruitful I've been for you in the last 10 years. I've been, I've, I've, I, I've maybe fed like seven people with my life. And Jesus says, bring it here. It's time that we do something new. Get off your butt and come over to me and give me what you got. Let me take it. I will take it. I will take your weakness. I will take your, 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 your um, timidness, timidity. I will take your less than, and I will make it more. I will take your weakness. I will make it strong because that's who I am. And I bless it. And I'm, I'm God, so I can, when I bless it, watch what happens. There will be extra left over. And just as there was more than enough 12 basketfuls there that day, the same should happen in our lives. The same should happen in our finances. The shame, shame, the same should happen in our relationships. There should be, when everything is said and done, even more than enough, there should be an abundance. There should be overflowing. There should be, when you look at 
Bob's life, Tom's life, Jim, Jim's life, you should see, wow, look how it just keeps flowing. There just keeps more, it just keeps coming out of them. How does that happen? And then they give it away and then more comes. It is a river of living water, Jesus explained it as. That's what our lives should be. And you're like, everyone should register right now that, yes, exactly, that's what I want. I want my life not to be like, oh, I just had enough. I barely made it. Whew. Or I had two fish and it didn't, it didn't go enough. It didn't go far enough. I wish I had more. It should be like, oh, wow. How did that happen? How did that happen? I don't. And God just smiles. He should just smile on you. And it's not a matter of earning it. Some of you think you have to earn it. It's not earning it. It's not doing, oh, I got to just do so good, and then God will do this. No, it's not like that. I don't get it. I don't think it's not fair. He just decides, hey, I got grace for everybody. I know we have three graces in our church, three kids about the same age, all named grace. Maybe that's a reminder to us. I have grace for you. I have grace enough for your Ignorance for your anger, for your bitterness, for your whatever. I have enough grace. I have enough grace to go around to everyone. And let me tell you, and I, I speak this um, maybe in faith, maybe prophetically, maybe just being confident. We need to be confident. God has more to give to this city than just what we got here. We're taking what we have, but this is our two fish and our five loaves. We're not done. We're not even started with what God has got to give through your life, what God wants to do. I finished like a while ago, but I'm just, it's just it's exciting to me when I think about the subject. It's a great subject, isn't it? That God gives back to us. He gives back to us. Lord, we just love you today. Just bow your heads. We love you today. We love your word. We love the Bible. We love that it's not just a story just to make the sound good and say, wow, look what Jesus did. It's a story to say, wow, look what Jesus can do through me. And didn't he not say he can do even greater things because he's leaving and the Holy Spirit is coming and it's going to use us and we're going to do greater things than even he did. Lord, I'm so thankful that that's what the word is about. It's not about um, uh, something stale that was, is over, that it's just starting in our lives what you're going to do. Jesus was the greatest deliverer the world has ever known. Before that was Moses, right? He was a great deliverer. What happened to Moses? He was taken. I know I, we've talked about him, so I got to finish his story. He was took at the, at the, at the um, river. It literally means, Moses means took and taken from the river, drawn from the river. Then he was blessed with royalty, Moses, and then he was broken because he killed someone. He messed up. He was broken. God used that broken 40 years in his life in literal, in a desert to get him ready for what he did next because what he did next, he gave him to the world to be the greatest deliverer until Jesus. And then Jesus did the same thing. Jesus was taken. He was blessed popularity all over the place. Oh, wow, Jesus, Jesus, Hosanna, you're so awesome. And then he was broken. 
And then he was given. God's greatest gift the world has ever known was given. And this is the thing. And I'm finished with this. He does the same with us. But he wants to even do more with us than he did himself. I can't even, get, I can't even understand how that could happen. Jesus can do more through us than he even did. Because he wants to give you. In your brokenness, in your weakness, he wants to give you. Would you stand to your feet? I ask you today, what will you do with Jesus? You can't go wrong with that question. Jesus has done what he's done. What will you do with Jesus? Ask you, close your eyes maybe for for. For, um, for you to concentrate, maybe for privacy, maybe you, maybe you feel like it'll just be you and Jesus when you close your eyes. That's kind of how I feel like God just sees me better. I'm just, just focused on him. Focus on Jesus for a minute. I ask you, what will you do with him? Will you let him take you? Will you let him take you again? Have you been taken by Jesus Oh, he wants to, not, not in a bad way, but in a positive way. You have to hear those messages if you didn't hear, but it's not a negative took. It's a positive. It's like, hey, I want to dance with you. And I spoke over a few people a few weeks ago that God wants to dance with you. You're going to see a relationship with Jesus more intimate than you've ever experienced. He's going to say, you're going to say when someone wants you to do this or that, no, I'm sorry, I'm taken I'm taken by Jesus. I got, he's got a plan for me. I don't have time for this other thing anymore. Have you let him take you? Have you let him bless you? That's the fun part. You might be broken today, but let me promise you that God will take brokenness. He does it all the time and he gives it. If you're here today and you don't know um, the love of Jesus, or maybe you know the love of Jesus, but you've never followed him with your life. You got to get the opportunity if you're at church to do that. And so I'm giving you that opportunity. Last week we did this and a few people raised their hands and I don't want to miss this. This is just for those who don't know, haven't been serving Jesus, not coming back to him, but just haven't served him. Are you here today and you need today, this is your day to let Jesus take your life. Just raise your hand and put it right back down again. It's for Jesus to see. It's for Jesus to see. Anyone that needs to do that today. Here's the second thing. Yes, you've done it before, but you're not where you need to be with him. You're not there. It's nothing you earn. It's something you receive. Receive his grace today. If you're here and you need to receive that grace, just raise your hand and say, yeah, that's me. I need to do that again. I need to receive that grace. Yes, 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 many of you. Receive it. Receive it today. Receive it today. We receive your grace. The amazing grace of Jesus. I hear that in that song. It is the amazing grace, isn't it? There is not a way to respond to the Bible in church that's really going to change your life. What really the, the best response to the word in church, to a sermon, to a message, 
to a Sunday is, yes, praise God, I want to take this, is later on this week when things start to get hard that you go to him. That's the response that you let him give you. We want to see testimonies in our, in our, in our midst, amen, of how God gives. Amen. Cynthia, would you come up and uh, lead us in amazing grace? I could be so serious, and she would be like, she would never do it. I'm just kidding. Let's sing it together. Sing grace. 